Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Hi, and thank you so much for joining me for this week's Fit Tip. Today, I want to talk about springing back into exercising. But first, go to Isaiah 40, verse 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So stepping back into your exercise program after a long, lazy winter is not easy. If you are someone who works out regularly and then takes a vacation or a break of any kind, you know better than anyone. On that first day back to the gym, the last thing you feel is strong and powerful. So after a long hiatus, the key to resuming exercising, or even if you're starting out for the first time, is to start slow. Um, spring is here again, and I know that you're aching to get outside to get a taste of, of the spring by jogging a few miles or teeing up for a round of golf, playing softball, or a few sets of tennis. But before you do, experts say you need to prepare your body for your specific exercise program, especially if you use the cold weather as an excuse to become a couch potato. Recognize that our bodies adapt to our environment, so if we've been sitting around for months, it's not a good idea to try to run 10 miles on the first day after a sedentary winter lifestyle. Brian Kreitz, MD, head team doctor for more than 650 varsity athletes at the University of Maryland, Associate doctor for the Baltimore Ravens and WebMD contributor says the no pain, no gain mentality does not work. You have to take it slow. Regardless of how nice it is outside, taking it slow means starting from square one. If you've been inactive for a while, it may be a good idea to see your doctor before you start any exercise program. And tell your doctor you are going to start increasing your activity level. After your doctor signs off on your health, start with a slow exercise program, an easy walking regimen, and a stretching routine, Kreitz advises. This will help prepare you for most casual sports like jogging, golf, and tennis. If you have if you've been sedentary for some time, start by stretching without bouncing and then walk 10 minutes every day for a few days. And as you feel comfortable, gradually increase the time every few days by 5 to 10 minutes until you reach 40 minutes to an hour. This type um, of start gives your body time to get acclimated to moving more, building endurance, flexibility and uh, conditioning and you will be better prepared to fully engage in almost any sport of your choice. And the best part of all is this all translates to fewer injuries and better 
and possibly faster recovery times. So thank you for tuning in this week. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Please pass it on to all of your athletic friends and family and tune in to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on 100.7 FM The Joy. So have a blessed week and a terrific Tuesday. Thank you, Karen, and thank you for joining us for Living Fit. Welcome back, and we hope that you are enjoying trying to learn how we can be healthy and try to make sure that we're doing the things that are pleasing to God, not only in our spiritual life, but in our physical life, so that we can witness to others about how good God can be, keeping our minds stayed on Him, as Isaiah 26 3 says, you will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confidence and expectation. You can expect God to do the things he said he will do, if we stay focused, Jeremiah 17, 5 says, This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one whose trust in man, who depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the wasteland. He will not see prosperity when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert in the salt land where no one lives. We want to be able to live amongst what God's people, and we want to be healthy while we're doing it. So we need to know what it takes to keep our health and to promote health in the body of Christ so that we can be a light, salt, and lead people to health and good well-being in the body of Christ. So what if what you eat is keeping you from getting better? Did you know that that could be a problem, that what we're eating could be making us sick, could make us feel bad, that we think that this one meal won't hurt us? Well, it's sad to say, but what is happening is we're making these grave mistakes. Most of us are pretty comfortable with the idea that what we eat affects our weight and long-term health, but a growing body of research shows that food can have a much more immediate impact on how we feel, even uh, the way we communicate with others. And if we don't feel good, it's hard to be able to serve God the way we want to. So what we want to do is talk about what it takes. Just like athletes, you, you have specific eating regimens to build muscle, to maintain the performance you need, to uh, you, you, you relive or aggravate uh, aspects of your health through what we eat, not only physically but mentally. And if, we, if we're hurting physically, sometimes it causes us to feel bad mentally. And when we don't do the right things in our diets, it does lead, unfortunately, to health issues and Hopefully, what we do is we make <clears throat> quick changes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that includes 
dealing with people and struggling with mental health and recovering from certain brain injuries and the relationship we have with God. We, we remember our, we want to make sure that we keep our minds on God and we talk with God and we ask him and we communicate with him about our healing, about how our health is, and we make sure we're doing our part, that we're being physically active, we're at least walking, we're at least reading his word, studying his word. Uh, we need to be able to do the will of God when in what we eat, like our Bible verse says, First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one, whether we eat whether we drink or we eat or drink, we do it all to the glory of God so that we can be doing the will of God. Uh, the Apostle Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. But be do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We, we just read uh, that there is a way in Jeremiah 17, 5, that the Lord says, cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. A lot of us are depending on man for our healing, and we really should be depending on God. We should really be focusing on what God says about our diets, about what we eat, what we put in our mouth, what we put on our bodies, because we, the way we sit too long, the way we, 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 we uh, stay in bed too long, we don't Rest well. There's a lot of things that go into our health that is keeping us from getting the benefits of the performance we want out of our bodies. And as Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I appeal to you, therefore, that is, I appeal to you because of what has gone on. Paul was talking about, Paul had wrote a letter. He was talking about what had went on in the first 11 chapters of this letter. I will not uh, now call you into chapter 12 through 16 to, to a kind of life that is built on something. And it doesn't come out of nowhere. It comes out of the root that we have in Christ Jesus. This is the new Christian life. It's built on the 11 chapters Paul had given us from Romans 1 through 11, and then he talks about, I'm appealing to you, and your fruit will be that of a Christian. And we know what those fruits are. We've been taught that uh, it's hope. We think about these things. We're supposed to keep our mind on these things, and we have, we have the ability to exercise self-control. And he sums up the foundation with this the phrase, the mercies of God. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. God is very merciful, and the reason why we're able to do what we do is because God has given us mercy. And that mercy comes from 
the first 11 uh, uh, chapters in Romans, God has been merciful to us through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ because of Christ. Those who believe in him are justified by faith, reconciled to God, and have the hope of everlasting joy. Therefore, he says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who is to condemn us? No one. Christ Jesus is the one who died for us. Uh, More than that, he was the one who was raised for us who is at the right hand of the Father, who is there making intercessions for us, Romans 8, 34. So when it comes to our spiritual lives, we need to rectify our ability to be able to present our bodies to God and listen to what God says about our health and do it. And if we know something's harming us, whether we like it or not, and we can't rely on man to always fix us with his medications, and we can't rely on man to to show us every little thing. We can rely on God, and we can ask God. I told you last week, if anyone is lacking any knowledge, we can always, James says, we can always go to God. And when it comes to our eating or our drinking as Christians, We are called to honor our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit. So eating healthy is an essential part of taking care of ourselves, both physically and spiritually. But what is Christian healthy eating? Does it mean we should eat kale every day, fast once a week, or commit to eating clean? Rather than make the assumption, let's see what the Word of God has to say about it. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. All includes everything we do. When we sit down to eat, we should always think about God before. Let me begin by saying this, that The things I'm saying right here are not a to-do list. Do not be overwhelmed as we talk about this. Simply ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you on the one point he would have you to apply each and every day. You talk with God. Ask God what God would have you to do, and God will show you. Remember, God made you. And he knows your imperfections. He knows your limitations. He doesn't expect you to do everything every single day. He doesn't expect you to change in a moment. The addition of any mindfulness into making his name great through your eating is glorifying him indeed. So let's get started by talking about how to embrace hunger for one thing, for he satisfies the thirsty, and fills the hungry with good things. Psalms 107, 9, New Living Translation. Our bodies are designed to be healthy and fit, to thrive within the context of hunger and fullness. By honoring those cues, you are honoring God's design for your body and eating God's way. A person who is full, refuses honey, but even bitter foods 
taste sweet to the hungry. Proverbs 27, 7. Even if you don't like something, if you're really, really hungry, you'll eat the foods that are necessary for you to heal. You know, I, I oftentimes wonder why people will go to the doctor and take pills that are very toxic and not do the things that we could do on a natural, holistic level to change some of the things that's going on in our body. You know, we can change a lot of things, but we can't change them if we keep trying to, uh, like I said, God says that we can't always rely on man. We have to rely on what God has already put in place. And we already said that we go by the authority of the word of God. Hunger is no more uncomfortable than being thirsty. But our fear can add a layer of anxiety. A lot of us are so afraid of being hungry that we rely on our uh, thoughts. And that makes it unbearable for some. We, we, we should breathe, we should pray, and we should try waiting for true body hunger before eating. And most of us don't. Most of us have gotten a habit because in this country we've been told we're supposed to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which is fine. But you have to understand that it, you, your food doesn't digest that fast. You have two to three, four hours that takes food to digest. And every thing you eat doesn't digest at the same rate. So we have to be smarter than that. We have to realize that I can't keep putting food on top of food. And if I'm going to eat, I need to eat something that has some nutritional value. Not just eating something, but eating something that's actually benefiting my health. Um... We need to practice eating smaller portions. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. Proverbs 30, verse 8. Not more, not less, but enough. God promises to always meet our needs, but his plan does not include excess food. By practicing being able to control your portion sizes, is just enough. We're eating in accordance with his best and considering eating slow, which will help with our our digestion because it takes about 20 minutes before what we start chewing on gets to our brain to even tell us us that we're full. And uh, considering uh, eating slow, stopping your meal a little sooner and see if less is more, less is enough when we get enough. And be content with uh, what you have. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. First Timothy 6 verses uh, 7 and 8. Have you ever thought about why your naturally thin friends can eat whatever they want and yet seem to gain just a little bit of weight and they're looking at cookbooks? Well, life can feel unfair sometimes, especially when we are on a mission to lose weight. Uh, But weight is not the ultimate thing. It's not about a look. 
people can be healthy, small. People can be healthy, bigger. What we want to do is please God. And then the reason why we do that is so that we can help others. <clears throat> if we need to give what we're uh, doing, uh, our, our witness to others, especially our children today, because this world is in such a state now that our children are being bombarded with so many different things. We need to be able to tell people why we have this hope, why we're able to do what we do, why, we, why our children need to be able to eat properly so that they can learn properly and they can actually have the hormone balance because it's a hormonal imbalance when we eat the wrong foods. And I'm telling you, it affects, it affects our brain. We, we found that out last week. I, I even told you about the article in the Washington Post that talked about how uh, food can affect us mentally. So our children are being affected. And if we keep on doing this, it's going to cause a big problem in the future. We need to pray for contentment. Then cook a healthy and delicious meal and take some time to be grateful for the tasty foods that God has put before us. We need to avoid unhelpful dietary rules. You have you have uh, died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual power of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as uh, don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Uh, such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. Uh, these rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion. We need to be able to exercise bodily discipline. And we need to know, we already know basically the foods that are good for us. A lot of people say, well, can I eat this? Can I take this? There's no one thing you can do. When you're sick, you're sick. What you need to do is work on your healing. You need to follow God's rules for fixing your healing. There are always going to be some kind of trendy diet. There's always going to be some kind of supplement somebody's put out there. But what you really want to do is eat healthfully all the time. And you need to know when there's a time you need to stop eating and you need to give yourself a break. And you need to be physically active. Our bodies are meant to move. We cannot continue to do things that would lead us to unhealthy habits. We, we have, it takes time. And like I told you before, I'm not telling you to do everything one day. What I'm telling you is ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you every day about what you should be doing and how you can really, really change these habits. But they cannot change if our hearts aren't changed. And that's the reason why we talked last week, why God wants our mind. We may feel like we've earned a badge of honor by adhering to today's popular plan. We've lost some weight, but we now we still have another problem. And we, we've watched all these commercials on TV about uh, how you can lose weight with uh, a medication. But they never tell you that you're going to be healed from any disease. What we're trying to do is keep people from being sick. And that's the problem. That's the reason why Karen and I come on here each week is because we see a lot of people suffering because they're trying to fix one thing. If you have one problem, if you have inflammation in your body, that's 
that's just a sign that you're not doing what you haven't cleaned your gut off. And that's where fasting comes in. I, I hate to say it, but we're going to have to we're going to have to learn how to fast again. That's why diets don't work. That's the reason why we don't improve our heart. We don't improve our chances of cancer because we see people big and small having cancer. It's according to man's plan. You need to enjoy your meal, but you need to do it as a worship to God. We need to do, when we sit down to eat, we need to do it as a worship to God. And when we sit down to eat, we need to make sure that everybody gets just enough, not overfilled. Because what we're doing is we're, we're building a trend that we have to overindulge, and that's not the way we're supposed to do it. We should just get enough to be satisfied. And what we do is we want to eat what we want to eat. We want to enjoy it to the point that we overdo it and we become gluttons and we become sick. And my people perish for a lack of knowledge is what God has already said. And we need to heal this land. We need we need to get back to where we're. First uh, Chronicles seven fourteen, my people, if they would turn from their wicked ways, we need to turn from these these ways of letting people talk to us and 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 what we need to do is make sure that everybody's getting enough, but not too much. Eating with others when looking to make healthy choices can be a real challenge. We may find ourselves being served food outside of our presence or our nutrition plan that can stress or detract from the enjoyment of the company. That's the reason why Karen and I, we take food with us. But we always explain to people why we do what we do. It's not a disconnect when people are trying to learn. Most people want to know what it is to eat healthily. And so we remember that people are first in God's eye. And that's the reason why we do what we do. We we try to make sure that people understand why we're doing what we do. And we try to educate people on why they should make the change too. That we can't continue down this road of unhealthy eating and seeing people sick and dying of cancer, heart disease, diabetes. There is a value in planning and preparation of your food. But being overly concerned with how much or how little you have is the wrong thing. If you know that it's bad for you, you have to prayerfully decide ahead of time how you're going to navigate these meals and these snacks. You can't, you can't just keep on doing it. We have to refrain from judging other people, too. What we have to do is help other people. Those who feel free to eat everything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. We don't condemn people, but what we try to do is educate people, especially when they become sick. The dinner table is not to be a judgment zone, but you need to make sure that when you're eating something, it's not to the detriment of your health. Uh, We need to honor our convictions. We have to have a value system. We we need, if there's any doubt uh, whether or not something is should be eaten, you are seeing if you go ahead and, and eat it. 
for you are not following your conviction. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. That's what that's what the Bible says. Don't let this verse scare you. The idea is the error on the side of obedience in your food choices. Life is no different. We have to have integrity. We have to do the things that that lead us to being energized and doing the will of God. And we have to realize that this is a spiritual worship to God. That's what we, we found out in Romans 1 and 2. We're, we're doing it as a living sacrifice so we can prove God. Remember last time we talked about we want to prove God can keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. This is the way we're going to bring people into the kingdom of God by teaching them that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that's in our food too. Well, that's all my time. I wish that I had more. Karen, I appreciate you listening. Keep living fit, doing what matters. And let's keep proving God to the world that God can keep us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.